friends welcome to episode 28 of new indian woman podcast airing first in the second half of october 2020 and i am your host krishna this is the month of giving an extension of the dan utsav or joy of giving week celebrated from gandhi jayanti till october 9th every year giving doesn't mean giving away things we talked about that in our last episode episode 27 on the topic of volunteering in today's episode We welcome Dr. Shambhavi Rajagopal who has so wonderfully combined volunteering and giving. Dr. Shambhavi started this movement titled Save Scrap and Sew 5 years back. Incidentally, they celebrated their 5th birthday just on September 30th. Save Scrap and Sew collects scrap from tailors to create something basic, sturdy and useful like bed sheets bags and pillows they focus on these three products that have high utility value a group of people come together to sort the leftover material collected from tailors cut iron and so when someone finds a worthy cause they gift what they have made the idea is to give without delay without hoarding and to anyone who is in need Dr. Shambhavi used the learning from her PhD on the use of vegetables and fruits and also about how to manage the waste from that. She applied her learnings on the need to examine things going to landfills in a completely different context and went on to win many awards for this initiative. SSS has repurposed more than 3.5 tons of cloth into stuff usable by people who need them the most for example half a million construction laborers who rest in the construction sites itself without any pillows the lightweight pillows distributed by sss is indeed useful for them so yes there is volunteering and a lot of giving dr shampavi we are so happy to have you on the new indian woman podcast thank you so much krishna very kind words and in depth research into what save scrap and so the ethos the philosophy you have explained it so well it is just like in a few minutes our journey of 5 years has been completed and i must say that with 5 years we've saved at least more than 5 tons of scrap oh my god <laughs> thank you phenomenal thank and you so i also read somewhere that by the way for all the listeners you should visit their website lot of interviews which are there so this particular episode will focus on lot more additional things so i read uh, or listen to some interview where she talks about they have distributed more than this must be a dated figure some 1300 double sided sheets yes so let me give you the latest number sorry to interrupt you on that we have done definitely more than 2200 sheets more than 4500 bags and yes though there are half a million construction workers we have been able to do only 4500 pillows which are actually very small sized pillows so there is so much more which we need to do and the miles to go before i sleep like robert russell <laughs> absolutely and maybe this is a call for all the listeners out there because every small bit counts here figuratively literally in every sense every small bit counts 
right <laughs> yes and i do say this often save the landfill bit by bit yeah true and um, for the listeners if you are not into sewing don't switch off there is lots for you to learn from this episode and the beauty of this particular initiative is that you do not need to know sewing to do some volunteering for this i really do not understand that concept how it evolved <laughs> first of all thank you very much for inviting me to be a part my of my pleasure podcast and a, a new woman thinking yes i turned a new woman when uh, at this point in my life in 2015 i have always been into giving clothes for stitching and this tailor mm-hmm. i have actually been going to him for more than 20 years mm. and in 2015 when i went into his shop i saw him take two garbage bags and he was going to the outside the shop you know typically when you visit a tailoring shop it will be very small there'll be clothes all over and i think only they figure out where whose material is kept and whose product is what and this guy my tailor was just going out and i asked him what is in this and he said it is kapda cloth and i am hmm. uh, okay um, what are you doing he said i'm throwing it out i said why are you throwing and he said do you want it and i know that i physically took a step back why would i need other clothes on hmm. it it didn't seem right to me and right. then i realized that this cloth would uh, go into that waste and would be destroyed because hmm. it just has to be incinerated nothing else can be done with it once it is mixed up with all kinds of pollutants so uh, that with that in mind i uh, thought about this that can we do something about it and when i say we i knew that this was not possible by me alone now if you look hmm. at the fabric cloth scraps which are remaining with the tailor they are too small to make anything else out of it a new cloth right or new fabric or anything to make a dress it's very tedious process moreover yes so i always knew that it was going to be a joint effort and my whole uh, basis of save scrap and sew started with whatsapp and facebook so i created hmm. a small uh, message to my friend who lived in my building and uh, i said what do you think about this and i explained what we wanted to do what i wanted to do and i said can you come along i brought this 5 kilos of scrap from the tailor and about five friends they came after seeing this particular message they said i am in and they came the first sessions my friends were doing the sorting then i was just only ironing the first two sessions i did only ironing nothing else and then there was cutting and then because i was a little bit into quilting so i said let's get some fixed sizes i gave you know just what came out of my mind i just gave some fixed sizes and then we were stitching so slowly Can we interrupt you there so see this particular point i want to snatch yeah. this is the scary bit for most of us who are listening because right. if you ask many of us want to do something or the other but the enormity of it what is it i am not getting ideas what is it what will we do i do not know not only you some of the people whom we met with earlier in some episodes also many of them it is very surprising they come and say we did not have an idea we thought we'll come together and we'll figure it out as we go along which is i think what you were also saying like we knew we something we'll do same. yeah we wanted to yeah. start so exactly the start had to be from somewhere and we just yes. had we just figured it along along the way but yes one thing which i was very sure of from the very beginning was that we will make things of utility right yeah. so it is not that that big picture that we normally when we talk about anything that we start new the big picture should be there and all that then you break it down in this case in some cases actually you may not have the big picture it is okay to start small with the right direction so in this particular case you are talking about something of utility 
The yes. intent is not to make money. The intent no. is to ensure quality. Yes. So that on that, let me tell you why I said the intention was not to sell from the very beginning. Is like when that person gave me the fabric and I stepped back, I felt that it is not mine. Somewhere there was right. an ethical line to it that how can I take somebody else's cloth and sell it? Also because I knew from the very beginning that this was going to be teamwork. and we have had many offers on this okay krishna that when people say you mm-hmm. know why don't you sell it and why don't you uh, give that money to a charity now Fair. first thing when there are so many of us there will be a conflict of interest in terms of money which charity to give who to give we all have our pet charities isn't it correct wherever whether it's old age home orphanage or whether it is temples and often Yes. Uh, what I have felt and I have heard also is that when money is there in the equation, you know, there is scope for many other things to crop up. Correct. So that was one. Second thing was that when people are hungry, they need food. They don't need money. Correct. So for me, what was important is when somebody is feeling cold or somebody needs that warmth or needs that the bag came later. I'll tell you about it. When somebody needs that for covering themselves or you know closing their ears. it is the cloth which they need the money is not going to be sufficient and the money which we can give them will not buy them something like that yes and also another perspective is compared to giving money the satisfaction that yes. you get yes. and here in this case it's not about giving alone because you are also saving the environment in the process exactly. it's a double so this was another thing this was the next thing from the mm-hmm. very beginning i had decided we will not take any personal cloth Okay. Nor any second-hand cloth for the simple reason to remember that we started with friends. Now, how can I right. tell one friend that I'll take your old bedsheet, but I will not take another friend's old bedsheet? Then again, we will not take anything personal. These were policies which I stuck to from the very beginning. And like I said about the WhatsApp group, the day we started this, I set up the Facebook page, and I remember that is wonderful. Call. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I remember doing a call to action to everyone. Please. Uh, think about the landfill. Think about your scrap. If you have some time, please devote. You know, these were call to actions which I used to do. On and one of the other policies which we always had was every single action which was performed under the safe scrap. So we would take pictures and we would post it. Okay. Yes. I have always had this doubt when I see those pictures on Facebook. You know, where does this happen? Is it always at in your house that it happens? Okay. So so this model how. So this was in my building, in my house. Yeah. Okay. And now, not forgetting that I'm a faculty. Sometimes I teach. So if I had a class, or if there was a clash with a meeting or something, then it would move to somebody else's house. Okay. Next, in the month of November that year, two thousand fifteen, I got invited by a group of ladies, and they also had right. a demo. So I went and spoke to them. Just the same thing. What what I'm talking to you today, Krishna, because we have not changed in any way. Okay. Right. we've just grown in numbers we've not changed and again one of the things which i want to say we did never got into stitching clothes and stuff one it was complicated second how many zips buttons elastic can we add yeah. so don't forget that there will never be a zero scrap day in this world right that was one second thing was when somebody looks at the page i don't want them to look at it and think that oh this is very complicated i can't do it mm. i want everybody to be able to say yes i can i can stitch i can learn so, so So as of now, how many people are there? Three hundred buddies at any given point. And many who went through that, and now then got they got busy. The many people who uh, joined us 
uh, and my oldest buddy is 86 years old and there's a wonderful tamil uh, this thing which she has given which uh, can be seen on our facebook page and our youtube channel where she has sent a message coming back to my story november that year this group of people called me there were about 60 people in the group and uh, i explained i showed them how and actually you know krishna you know stitching so just stitching two five by five pieces together and then you know within yeah. 15 minutes you have a whole lot of a big panel in front of you that is amazing because you see something and and i am excited about the others who cannot sew who is also participating by cutting and ironing because i always say and give credit to every person who sorted who because that is the toughest thing once you learn stitching you don't want to go back to sorting right right other things which i always told people is just go ahead and take decisions don't yeah. talk about it just go ahead and do it and sometimes okay now also we had these rules always that if the fabric was dirty we would trash it okay? mm. and if the fabric is some alteration which has come and we feel that it is not you we would trash it mm-hmm. yeah and i think the whole decision process is aided by the fact that the whole thing is simple guided by simple straightforward principles yes, very simple we kept it very simple on this whole mm-hmm. thing now coming back to november 2015 this new group came up that is when i realized that we need to have a group for each area also i okay. started policy that you should not have to take out your car or any form of vehicle and you should be able to walk up to where you are and i started this that if you are two people i will come to you i will tell you how to go about it and that is how slowly these groups developed sometimes right next to next buildings they would have but one would have a session on tuesday one would have a session on wednesday they were all on whatsapp groups okay so the focus in the whatsapp groups is exclusively this only save scrap and sew messages you've cut yourself even one thing you've sorted put two pieces of fabric take a picture post it in the group fantastic so from november uh, from september november those were our landmarks and uh, wherever whenever people called me and said can you do this can we do that i said yes and can you talk i did wherever i could wherever i was called i did and even now i do so i wanted to talk about this uh, making path you know that that part of the story of creation you explained of coming together and creating so many of us when we talk about giving to poor we think of the poor people being somewhere far away okay it's so very difficult in terms of coming up with the courage to walk up to someone and hand over or give away something to them without them asking no i will tell you some wonderful stories and wonderful emotions that we have gone through as a group now let mm-hmm. me just uh, rewind a little bit and say till november the sheets were not getting ready because there was so much of work which was going on and at okay. that point i said i thought to myself that i need to show something quick tangible to my buddies then i decided to try out a bag and i okay. got the bag ready and when i showed it to them then they were so excited it mm. was easy method of stitching no complication the way we stitch the machine is not unduly pressured because we don't use too many layers in it I put it up mm. YouTube channel which we have on how to make a bag uh, using a simple normal sewing machine at home with all instructions and so the bag came up then the sheets also came up not to forget Krishna that because this fabric is new there is dignity in receiving also right but still how did you identify whom to give to and whether they will accept it yeah no so the first thing which we did was we went to Chennai Chennai floods okay. that was the year remember the Chennai floods happened yes we sent some there it was only 5 bed sheets 7 uh-huh. that's all and nothing much 
But yes, from our side, we had started giving it to people. At that point, when I said, I didn't want to hold, why I could have waited it for it to become 15, 20. I said, no, I don't want to hold. No holding will be our policy. Also, mm-hmm. the receiving should not be holding. Correct. And in that story, then it became very easy for us to identify. So like now you are in Bangalore and I can ask you that, um, Krishna, is there anybody who's close by any kind of uh, maybe a palliative care, maybe an old age home, anything where you think they can use. So some municipality schools where the children are underprivileged, though their government takes care of their schooling, but it is, you know, it is a volunteer group which runs it. They wanted some bags. So we made some bags and we sent it across to them. So do you interact directly? Do you directly give to the poor people or you give it through these uh, volunteers, NGOs, etc.? How how does it happen most of the time? I don't get involved with any specific NGO. For me, okay. you're my buddy. You've put efforts into it. You've worked and now you're my buddy because you're asking me about this and you've studied in depth. And tomorrow if you tell me, Shambhavi, there is this place near my house or there is this slum area near my house or there's a railway station outside anywhere and you tell me, I trust you and I'll give it to you and you give it to them. Finished. Beautiful. The underlying foundation of trust in this whole thinking, I simply love it. Thank you. And I think that when my buddies trust me, I need to trust them in turn. So how how does somebody become a buddy? So for the listeners out here, suppose they feel they do not know whether there is a local chapter here in whichever place it is. And, uh, you know, they have no idea. So either how do they participate along with you or if they want to start something in their own neighborhood, how does it work? Let us say you want to become a buddy with me who's an active buddy who's working. Okay. Okay. You will tell me that, Shambhavi, this is what I want to do. And I would normally say, Krishna, find one another buddy to work with or maybe within your own family and say, Mm -hmm. so you work together. You set a time for yourself, which is convenient to you, which is two hours in a day. You choose the day, you choose your time and you go about just work. So that work, I will post on the Facebook. There will also be call to action. If anybody is interested, let us know. We don't share numbers in public. Let us know so we find out a little bit more about them and then we give the information. Now, getting the material from the tailor is your responsibility in the sense that you explain to the tailor and normally they give away. People say, no, they don't give. Actually, they do. There are many fashion Mm -hmm. techniques also. You know what they do with the samples when the season is over. Though I believe that the fashion boutiques should take care of their carbon footprints because they've made the profits, they should do something about this also. And then slowly, actually, people will start contacting you. And then you will always have those people who will say, you know what, there's a tailor near my house. I'll, I'll take the, collect the thing and bring and give it to you. I don't okay. want to dissuade them at that time. But what I tell them is, can you sort it and give? Because that is a little difficult work. Hmm. If you don't mind sort and give, I'll stitch it up. So, so which means... Just to reiterate one point, if I as a person who who is interested in becoming a buddy, yeah. uh, I need not know sewing. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm just interested in this whole concept. Right. I may not know who in my friend circle knows sewing, right. but still I can reach out to you and say, I can find cloth from a tailor. But please tell me what can I do next? Correct. Then we will find, I'm sure in your friend circle, there will be somebody or the other who knows stitching. Right. So you may guide me in terms of this is how you find out. This is what you ask for. This This is is what what you set up. Yeah. So I'm saying you have a friend's group. Ask them, 
find out from them there will be somebody and even if you want to learn it is not so difficult i can teach you how to stitch now many mm. people are not hesitant about buying sewing machines right so when i when we talk about sewing machines you can have a uh, your own budget and i am just trying to see any barriers they may have in front of them if you i were to look at removing the barriers yes. that means that they do, do not need to know anything just get in touch with somebody who knows sewing you may have to take the cloth to that person discuss with that friend and yeah. you may have to go you may do. and one more thing is in the facebook pages and the videos that i saw people coming to i wish i could sit there you know <laughs> it was so much fun it looks so much fun <laughs> because it's so much fun many panels you know people just would have put it together and they'll just give it to me and then i'll give okay. it to some other group which will stitch the best part mm. nobody knows who stitched or did what but then always you'll have that some odd person saying you know what i cut that particular piece of scarf i remember very well <laughs> <laughs> right and one another aspect i want you to touch upon uh, is about you know there is no age to this no starting age no ending age for this participation in some activity like this correct yes there is there is no age there is no gender bias and you'll not believe how many times we've had when i've conducted corporate events we've had men sit on the machine and stitch and say i have done this before because this Fantastic. is fantastic you know krishna often i come across people who tell me that uh, yeah i know my grandmother used to do this or my right. mother used to do this and it is uh, needed today i'm saying not today as in during the covid times uh, in today's world uh, because it brings together people very rarely do we get to do activities together as a people like what i'm saying is earlier there used to be many occasions like wedding meant everybody coming together and getting prepared those things have gone on everything is outsourced and you know you just order stuff because time is precious and all that but here all those photos and these are all photos taken candid everybody is coming together they are having discussions chatting about something and also making it and i remember there was one buddy who called me i mean she was not a buddy then she was just a person at random and uh, she called me and she said uh, shambhavi i want to be i want to know which is the group which is nearest my area and uh, mm-hmm. i said oh, yeah this is the thing. she said no no i'm not going to join now but my child is going away to college and my mother has told me that i should join your group oh okay so it is very very uh, you know at various levels people i never thought it would come to this question very honestly i didn't even yeah. think see i would also like to ask you that at times you know maybe the burden of it all while it is an enjoyable activity while the intent everything is clear but there are at many points of time you may have had personal challenges because life doesn't wait for all these things to happen so somebody may not be well some other challenges may come up so at times or maybe the there may be politics because a group of people coming together there is ego everything we are all human beings with our yeah. own fallacies so has have you faced a situation where it has felt a burden why i am asking this is anybody who is listening who wants to start any kind of activity any volunteering activity sometimes they feel why get into all this unwanted trouble you know that feeling of uh, trouble so that is where somebody who has faced this who has brought people together from your perspective how do you see it okay so whenever there is any discussion on this about within a group and you know i have always said this that 
the cause is bigger than all of us. Right. See, these are things which just came to me as I was thinking. I didn't think that I'm going to say this in 2015. But slowly, right. you know, I interacted with people. As I understood them more and more, I said, the cause is bigger than all of us. And then what happens in every group, there will be one person who will become the mentor or there'll be two, three people who will become mentors. They have hmm. quality in them. Okay. And yeah. so I'm always efficiency is more important than perfection. This is always right. my mantra. Efficiency is more important. Get the bed sheet out, get the bag out. Don't bother about it that the second stitch is not there or the cloth is made till the time it is, there is no you know, as such, there is no tear or anything like that. Just get it out. Yes. The person who is going to use the cheat or the bag needs it today. Yes. Yes. So the purpose, if that purpose is there in front of you, if that clarity is there, you are seeing some of these issues, while you may face those issues, they do not play a big role. It should not play a big role. Second thing, okay. see, automatically who become mentors are people who understand what is happening, right. what is going on. I am approachable. By the way, all these WhatsApp groups, I am in all of them. Okay. I respond to all of them. So you were saying I, each group has a different WhatsApp group yes. and you are in all of them. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Including from Super. India. You're using it as a tool. Again, whenever I have been pre-COVID times, on and off, I would go and meet a, meet a group. Hmm. I'll say I'm in this area, I'm coming by today, when is your session, I'll drop by. And usually I'll have some new news, some great news to share with them about what progress we are doing or where we are. If I'm talking to somebody, collaborating with someone, then I tell them. Correct. Yeah. So I want you to also, you know, in case somebody listening feels that this is a group of uh, homemakers coming together because they have time at hand. No. I just want to correct it. If you just one visit to the site, website... <laughs> Yes, I know you will see a lot of students, working with people, old people, all kinds of people coming together. Because unlike many other things, you are not committing for life. You are starting with a few hours a week. Correct. Two hours a week, not even more than that. And that is what when I said to you that at any point we are 250-300 buddies, but many have moved on because... They learn from us. Situations are different from them, for them. Their challenges are different now. And I never feel bad about it at all, Krishna. If people are not doing the same thing as when we started for the simple reason that one of my objectives is to create awareness that you have right. something called a scrap. Please bring it back from the tailor and please use it or give it to people who can use it. Right. I want to come back... To that point, you said that mantra, which is written in the center of your website, efficiency is more important than perfection. I'm quite fascinated by this mantra because most of us as individuals going about our own lives, okay, whether it is in the home front, work front, whatever it is, we tend to go behind this perfection route and pride ourselves or aim towards reaching perfection in becoming one superwoman who can dish out the perfect meal, teach children, keep the house in a perfect condition. So we run behind that, okay? So I'm fascinated by this thing of efficiency is more important than perfection. What made you arrive at this mantra? Yeah, because why are we so harsh on ourselves? Why do we expect that everything should be perfect? And then till it is not perfect, I don't give up on that. Whether it is a post that I want to put up, whether it is a picture, why, why am I behind perfection? And then 
eventually you and is your perfection the same as my perfection correct yeah we all have our own benchmark right so why should we try to compare with anybody or anything let me improve myself and that is my perfection finished true so this is is this mantra something which you started with or you know it has been your principle in life or is it something you felt yes i think it, i mean it became into a mantra it was always there in my life i'm like just try it out but mm-hmm. i became a mantra more for this particular cause when i started meeting people who wanted perfection right and i am it's okay just go ahead just do it because somebody's need is more than ours true. i don't have time true. to be perfect and somewhere in one of the interviews i have heard you talk about the fact that anyone can be in a position to help others yes. i want you to talk about that because i'll tell you why at the start somewhere we talked about the fact that you are from dubai yes. you are currently residing there and started this whole thing and the notion can be sometimes that you know okay so everyone there is rich and this is all what rich people's interests are and things like that there is a notion okay so first of all what i am doing the tailor is giving the scrap correct it is not mine what do i need i need to put time and efforts into this and one of the reasons why i will tell you why this came and became endorsed more for me was i normally whenever i travel i carry some scrap with me okay hmm. i carry a sheet a bag many years now i've been doing this because uh, suddenly i might be called to talk by somebody random just some so mm-hmm. i just show them what we are doing and uh, one particular mm-hmm. occasion when i had gone to coimbatore uh, our helper in the house i did not so now why should i bring the scrap back here now in my okay baggage so she knew she knows about this and she saw me doing this and i told her how to go about it and what she did was she made some bags with these with the scrap which was there and she gifted it to her church beautiful yeah. so so she was so happy about it and she said akka i have done this i said good i said you cannot keep this for yourself because you have mm. another one and so give it to somebody who really needs it and she understood that very well so, so nice yeah so that that is why it became more endorsed that you know you don't need to be in an income category to help people everybody wants to right. do something so they may not actually have the money to do it but they don't mind putting in their efforts and even if you have the money to do yes. somewhere if you put your effort and give that is a different kind of fulfillment right and when you started at some point maybe your close family members your immediate family members would have encouraged you they would have understood the whole process i am keen to know about the extended family and friend circle i know you reached out to a few friends but there might have been these you know other circles who said any need for her to do all this and those kind of naysayers right who talk behind etc did it affect you i'll tell you one thing from the very beginning i had no expectations from anybody on this Hmm. So I have friends who have been friends with me for more than twenty years, twenty-five years. They are not a part of this. Hmm. Okay, they are not a part of this actively. Their interests are different. But they right. have always said yes, encourage. Now, if your friend calls up and says they are doing this, you will say, oh, "Okay, very good, all the best." Right. So that was always there. and for those who didn't join with me i never felt bad about it or those who have now left and gone and they are doing something else i never think for a second that why aren't they doing this why have they left it such an important thing i mean this is not life mission for anybody and this is i never tell anyone that you know you have to do this and this is your salvation for your soul but what about those people whom you may have initially felt they may laugh behind your back i never i don't think i ever bothered also maybe i was close to yes. 50 krishna at that time i was 
little beyond that so i was uh, i think i had reached a, a point where i didn't have to prove myself to anybody and as far as my family is concerned my children or my husband my husband was very encouraging and in the sense see no, sometimes not saying anything or just letting people be is what we need to do just let them be and yeah. same thing with my in-laws and very honestly nobody thought including me that this is where we are going to reach and like i said that you're going to have an interview with me or i'm going to be talking about it we i never thought about it and nobody ever ever thought about it we just wanted to do something that's all great right so this is you know great as a movement which started out of whatsapp with nothing you can start this it doesn't really require much and uh, you had briefly asked me to somewhere you were talking about teenagers and the interaction with them could you just talk about yes we'll talk about the teenagers so now the teenager thing happened by one of my buddies uh, who's also a mentor in uh, in in mumbai now and uh, geeta vasudevan so she had a student uh, called amrit and hmm. had to do a, a, you know in school they had to do some community service so when he came to me uh, so geeta said can you help can we do something for amrit i said fine and so with amrit his mother also became a buddy his father became a buddy with us amrit didn't come alone when he came he had other so many people who were just looking for a community project to do so mm-hmm. so i developed okay. 14 hour community service program seven sessions two hours once a week and what i did was first session introduce save scraps so to them give them some numbers then they would start sorting they would be doing cutting and I, and one thing important was if you made a mistake it's okay it is just scrap you can do right. something so because this is the biggest fear people have don't worry about it just go ahead then they they used to work in teams after that couple of sessions they would do sorting cutting at one point they would go to the tailor they would explain the cause and they would bring scrap from the tailor then i would teach them how to stitch hmm. and when when they participate as teenagers one thing i feel is forever this particular aspect of going to the landfill that message is kind of ingrained in their heart very much and not only that they also had to talk about this when new buddies came in new teen buddies came in this used to be mm-hmm. component that they have to speak to them and tell them what it is about so it kind right. of you know endorses what the cause is and then okay. the last session which they would have with me they had to bring their parents in for 10 minutes and tell them what they are what they have done oh nice and about the scrap and so and you will be amazed parents would get so emotional oh my child has learned sewing and you know and for me it was a very proud moment krishna when i would hear them say we have saved this we have done this we are doing this it was like they are a part of safe scrap and so and it will never go away from that beautiful moment. beautiful so when we are coming towards the end of the episode what is the message that you want to give to lot of women out there who want to do something but do not know where to start and maybe they are facing lot of barriers what would your message be to them if you believe in yourself go ahead and do it take one step at a time every journey begins with the first step take it along the way people might join you or you may decide that this is not the path then you will go on a new path that's all at least you have the satisfaction of having tried at least you're true to yourself That's so funny. well put so well put it is indeed nice to have you in this episode share all of this i hope this serves as an inspiration to many people i look forward to being a buddy and participating with you Thank so you nice much. having Thanks you so much very kind of you 
you know, kind of definitely. And I look forward to you joining in as a buddy. And sure. um, our doors are open always. And that is one thing which I say is safe scrap. And so I have come across people who open their hearts and their homes to strangers. True, absolutely. So, and that is a message to all of you out there, listeners. If you are hesitant to take a step, please share this with your friend who may also get inspired and may pull you along. With that, come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. Do visit my website, thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic. Of course, I would love to hear from you. You could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna at the new indian woman.com remember you are what you want to be and the time starts now